Welcome back in episode 36 Beers and Beards podcast. It's Monday. Browns won 32 to 14 over the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. And uh, yeah, you always love when I break the the uh, the time dimension. You broke the fourth <laughs> wall again, David. Yeah, it is Sunday. The Browns have not played yet, so we don't know. You can. I'm not crying yet, so you know that uh, everything is is happy in my world. As you can see, I've got last week I had the Browns jersey on. This week is the Ohio State jersey, so I'm all decked out. Which would cuff you? If the Browns lost tonight, or if the Browns lost, or the Buckeyes lose tonight, which would, what, what, what do you mean the, what would make would, you cry more? Oh, Ohio State by a lot. Yeah, the Browns. I'm like, eh, they made the playoffs. I want to chase next week's bourbon with your tears. <laughs> bourbon tears. Yeah, with my bottle of Blantons. I might need like eight beers on next week's show. <laughs> it's uh, it's good football time. <laughs> like I've not. Usually I'm pretty up to date on football. I've not my Eagles shit to bed this year. Um wait, what? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Moorhead State. I thought you were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. No, no, Moorhead State didn't even play this year. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. I wait, we've known each other for Yeah. For your whole most of your life. And I did not know that you were an Eagles fan. Yeah. Is it from uh uh Donovan McNabb days? Mm-mm. Or Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. And were you a Mike Golick fan? No. That was a little uh, bit before Herschel Walker. They do have those old Kelly Green jerseys from the 90s is probably my favorite football jersey that I've ever seen. So one of my cousins was a huge Eagles fan. I mean, I was young. I was maybe sixth, seventh grade. And he had like Eagles memorabilia and, you know, Randall Cunningham posters. So I, I was like, man, I like the Eagles too. He has jumped teams more times than I've like since then. I have remained, and, I, and I'm not. So in college football, I'm an SEC fan. Just the whole conference. I, I, yeah. But so during, during conference week, you're like, you go 500 every week. Like, yeah. you're like, ah, oh, man, Alabama yeah. won, but man, my, my, uh, Commodore's lost. Yeah. My Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Like, I, if the entire roster of every team on the NFC East, other than the Eagles, um, just got horrible diarrhea and couldn't play on a Sunday, it wouldn't make me that much happier. Yeah, the NFC East was so bad this year, and, and we won't talk too much about football. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy watching. And, honestly, that's a big reason why the Browns were even in the playoffs is because they got to play the NFC East this year. They beat – I think they beat all four teams, mm-hmm. um, as did – so the, the AFC North, three of the four teams, made the playoffs on the back of the NFC East. Did the Bills win today? Yeah, the Bills won on Saturday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. This this time. <laughs> First man. playoff win in 25 years, and the Browns hadn't even been in, a, been in the playoffs since 2002. I was 13 years old. Tim Couch I remember got them this there. Vividly, Tim Couch got them there, but got hurt, hurt in the last, I think, this last two games of the season, and Kelly Holcomb uh, played. And I think he set – a NFL record for most passing yards in a game. They played the Steelers, who they also play tonight, 
And of course, I feel like that's like the worst. I mean, I would I would want to play the Steelers and beat the Steelers, but that's also like the the boogeyman for both the Bengals and the Browns is the Steelers. Yeah. So, and Steelers had a good year. Uh, they started off how many they win in a row? I think they started out eleven and zero and finished twelve and four. So, <laughs> they just your typical yeah Steelers. It's been um, since the last time you heard our voices an interesting week, and not I don't want to get into the politics or anything like that. Our stream next week on Parlor is suspended for right now. Yeah, um, our account is not not active. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you what do they call it? Echo, echoing. If you retweet or re reparlor somebody, is that what it's called? Echoing. Yeah, you know more about Parlor than I do. But do you think in social distress, like right now, um, that people drink more? Yeah. I mean, looking at the alcohol sales from the past year, they were crazy. You know, looking at the amount of packaged beer that beer and alcohol and things like that that were sold last year was absolutely ridiculous. Now with that, things like craft beer places are still struggling. There's some places that, and we've talked about this a lot, I think almost ad nauseum. Some places I think are doing better than they ever have before. The places that have been able to uh, pivot and have home delivery, have pickup, have their packaging in, you know, as many locations as possible have done probably better than what they have expected, but it's those really small places, small breweries, but yeah, to, to, you know, I go to a place, I go to, you know, a liquor store and look at bourbon, which is something I never really did before, but I see people all the time, you know, people that are kind of like me with their, like, they look like a deer in the headlights. They have no idea what they're looking for, but they're looking for something. And I think that people are looking for some sort of like comfort in, in alcohol. And I think a lot of Southern people, comfort. yeah, Southern comfort. I got some of that for Christmas. It's okay. Not a not a whole bottle. I got like an airplane bottle. So maybe I'll drink it on one of our uh, bourbon notes episodes. <laughs> I'll just drink it straight out of the airplane bottle. That's a that's the best way to do it, right? Yeah. I saw that you put that on our on our our list. So I think you must have some thoughts on that's just no. It generally intrigues me, like when you feel the whole world crashing down. Uh, depend on it doesn't matter if you're left right middle it's all super fucked up right now yeah um and do you like is it normal or healthy well, just to go drink i'm thinking so i you know it's weird i'm actually listening to a book right now about world war ii and specifically about the german bombing of of london and and how kind of churchill responded to that and all the Hitler stuff. And um, it's fascinating because they talk about the two biggest things in, in England that became huge were alcohol and sex. People became more promiscuous. People, hand in hand. <laughs> People became more promiscuous. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's because, you know, they're like, Hey, if we're going to die, you You're know, busting one more time. <laughs> that's the way I want to go out. So, yeah. Uh, but it was it's interesting in the the book I'm and we don't do book recommendations every week right now. You every should. Week now. I mean, we got time. But 
the book that I'm listening to is called The Splendid and the Vile by Eric uh, Larson, I think his last name is. It's a long book, but it's, for me, it's one of those like nerdy, like I'm, I'm that guy, like, you know how grandpa always used to sit in the, in the armchair reading his books about World War II or watching stuff about Patton. I'm that guy, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm 31 years old <laughs> listening to books. So you can check that out, yeah. that book, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. You can get that book for free and a 30 day free trial. You can also support us, um, is, you know, we don't normally, we haven't been talked about books in a while, but I read a bunch of books, but yeah, to, to answer your question, I think that people do, you know, I, I anecdotally, I probably purchased more like packaged alcohol last year, beer, you know, whiskey, bourbon, uh, not really so much wine than I ever have before. And probably just because I'm like, I'm sitting at home. It's funny that when drinking, yeah, drinking, doing a podcast, drinking, it's, it's, you know, when the world shut down, and liquor stores became essential places. <laughs> yeah, essential business. You know what I mean? Like that's an essential. Yeah, that uh, you know that meme of like the little puppet that's looking behind his shoulder, like <laughs> trying not to get caught or whatever. And it's like small businesses are ruined in 2020, and it says liquor stores, and they're just <laughs> little puppet looking around. They're still, yeah, that's what it is to me. Yeah, I mean, I we agree have with you. so tonight. If you're listening on Monday, tonight we have a bet. Yeah, on Ohio State versus Alabama, the number one seed and the number three seed. Do I Our get the bet plus, is a bottle plus of six and a half? Do I get the plus six? I was going to go with the over under. <laughs> Wait, so you put the over unders forty? Uh, There's no way each team is going to score forty. Because both of these defenses are I saw not that on great. CBS Sports. That's where I pulled that from. Okay. It's got to be like, I want to say yeah, it's probably yeah. like 65. Go to Vegas. Go to the Vegas. That was from CBS Sports. So that's where I got my information. Yeah. Over under 75.5. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm still going to take the under. over. I think that it's going to be 52 to 38 was my pick was my, I think that it's just going to be those two teams just rearing back and just scoring almost at will on, because neither defense is great. I mean, college football, that's the way that college football is going. Like just people just score at will. And I think that. Have you seen like uh, some spring college footballs coming out for some schools that didn't. Yeah. Didn't FCS, which I would take that. The, like the thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Marist is gonna like that's gonna be the CBS three thirty game, Marist and uh and Lipscomb. Which I don't even know where Lipscomb is, but <laughs> that's gonna be a big yeah. I'm the person I would watch college football on a random Saturday in probably not March because that's NCAA tournament, but April, yes. Yeah, Valparaiso versus Jacksonville State. Is That's the, a big one. Jacksonville State is uh, Deion Sanders is their head coach, or he's one of those Jacksonville something prime time. And he had like a if you I don't know if you if you Google the uh, I saw it on Sports Center. He had like a prime time walkout video and yeah. 
I've seen his subway ads pop up on YouTube, and they're pissing me off just because I'm like <laughs> everywhere. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got. Well, he's probably only. You know, you had the political season, and now you've got that. Yeah, yeah he is a three cents per click on those. <laughs> Such a you know, he's one of those people. I think you. A lot of people say he's overrated. A lot of people say he's underrated because, you know, he was the guy he's that athlete shut down people you know in in on that cowboys team he was 100 percent prima donna i think he'd be the first person to tell you but things that are also overrated and underrated bourbons what slick fucking transition david god <laughs> that's a clap i'm that's a keeper i'm putting that in the hall of fame of transitions so we can we, put yeah. the uh, links to the to this there's two articles overrated underrated we can put the links in our show notes but without to get too windy and long winded going through each bourbon, there's a couple on each that kind of some that we tried, and then some that you're like, really? Yeah. Well, and it's from Fred Minnick, who is a bourbon expert and has like a really, I guess, highly supported bourbon podcast. He's stealing all our sponsors. Uh, but, but Fred Minnick is a very well known bourbon expert i guess there, there's not like a sommelier for bourbons i don't think but he's a bourbon oh, expert yeah. yeah uh but he had he came out with from his podcast overrated bourbons uh and underrated bourbons and the underrated one surprised me yeah more than the overrated so one of the earliest bourbons we did here is the private label Stonehammer for kroger yes and he put it as an underrated bourbon, and it's straight trash. Well, so here's my thinking: if you rate it as a zero, anything above it, if it's if it's a zero bottles out of five, anything above that, if it actually is, you know, then it's underrated technically, right? <laughs> I guess. But I just, you know, and there's there a long video with each of these that that you can go. Um, but so one the underrated was Knob Creek nine-year-old. And I thought, is that really underrated? Do you think it's underrated? You tried it. No, uh, I think you, know, it's you a, have it. I think that it's about the, like you said, I, I think it's about where it should be. It's right in the middle of the pack. Yeah. It's nothing that's going to blow you away. It's good. It's, not, it's a, a really good, for a nine-year bourbon, I'm like, eh, this is, it's okay. Yeah. But it's, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think you. I think it's rated. Are, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's rated. I think people are like, "Oh, yeah, it's a good bourbon," um, and it's you know it's a higher flavor profile as far as the uh, like the proof and things like that, which I'm not a huge fan of. Which brings us to another one, which is like a cornerstone of Kentucky bourbon that I don't think I've ever heard anybody say is overrated. And damn sure gets plenty of love and respect <laughs> is Wild Turkey 101. Like, yeah, that's another wild one, turkey, bro. Yeah, I have not ever had that one, and I think we—that's probably. I think we need to start a list of bourbons that we need to try. Slash, There's a couple on this list here. We've we've talked about the Chattanooga bourbon whiskey. Yep, that's definitely one. Um, really highly rated last year, uh, the Larceny Barrel Proof, which I know we both like Larceny, so that's high on our you list. you try to find it? Yeah, if we can find it. But it was a specific batch. Like, I think they do three batches a year, 
and it was batch B. But okay. either way, so those were the underrated, and I think we can both agree that we disagree without being experts. Overrated bourbons. This one I really had some problems with. <laughs> and I think that this one is more based on hype, right? So the hype of these bourbons. Well, I and- think in reading their why they thought it was overrated is the price. Well, fuck yes. the price. It has nothing to do with it, you know. Yeah, with it. And the the two that the well, the first one that you uh, mentioned was uh, Old Rip 10, 10 year. And so at four hundred fifty to five hundred dollars a bottle, no, probably what did, not. What did you pay for your bottle? You paid cash money for your yeah. bottle. You- it was like eighty bucks, I think. Um, but it's an eighty dollar bourbon all day. Um, having had ten dollar bourbons, and you know. I think you need to look more at the retail. And so I think they're looking at secondary market and saying $500 for a bottle of this. No. Um, the other one. Yeah. The other one that you mentioned was Weller 12 and Weller 12 is because it's basically for people who can't find Pappy. It's the one that, Hey, I gotta try this. I almost, I, there was a, a bar that I was at a couple of weeks ago and they had Weller 12 and I, I got it, but I wasn't really in a bourbon mood and I, I probably should have tried it anyway. I need well, to force so, myself to drink bourbon, even when I don't want to, for for the show, you know, for the show, for the for science. <laughs> Do it for many the times. I've talked about Weller from ten years ago, it being twenty five, thirty bucks, whatever, on the shelf mm-hmm. all day, every day. It's the closest thing you get to Pappy. People, the the demand's high, so it's it's harder to get now. But their um, reasoning behind this again is and you're you're right to assume that they're talking about the secondary market a 200 dollars plus bottle um and they say it's good but not worth the price um and sure i, I it's not it's not the hype it's the fucking demand it's yeah. the i want that there's no ain't nobody there's no hype man for wellers how many how many wellers ads you've seen on tv go ahead i'll wait yeah. zero nobody the, none of these it's all word of mouth, and, and I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah. some of these probably so. Uh, Woodford Reserve Masters Collection. I think Woodford's Woodford. I, you know, I, I'm, I like Woodford, but uh, now we tried to win the Jefferson's Ocean Cask Strength. We didn't get that. Yeah, uh, it's ninety dollars a bottle, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I think you know Old Forester nineteen ten. Um, don't know. Old Forster eighty six for sure on the on the good list. Uh, Duke. Uh, Fred says they should call it Dukey. <laughs> oh Duke. man, yeah. Long I liked branch. the Duke. I th- I'm pretty sure I had the Duke when I was there. Yeah. You like the lo- the Long Branch too, right? Yeah. It's got a mesquite. Matthew McConaughey Texas feel to it, but it's a good bourbon. It's it tastes than- like Matthew McConaughey. It tastes <laughs> like his, uh, and then they got Pappy 12. Listen, nut, nut, Eagle Rare 17 year old. I don't know what's that bottle, $1,500. Yeah, that's a steal. He says it's the worst of the Buffalo Trace antique collection year after year. First of all, let me into that collection. <laughs> give, I, yeah, I think give that a lot me of people some of that, like, 
Yeah, we've and we've had this discussion before too, where you know I'm like I had the the Pappy ten and the twelve side by side, and I'm like, ah, oh, the Pappy ten is shit, based on, against the twelve, right? It's all everything is in uh, in relation to what you're comparing it to, right? Yes. So all this talk about bourbon is making me thirsty. And I know you've got a beautiful bourbon somewhere. I, I think it's in behind you. It is right behind me. Uh, do you not want to go into the? Uh, let's do one we more will. bourbon story. Okay, we'll do the, the other bourbon story. So, if you are looking for some of these hype bourbons and you can't find them, but you say, "Hey, I want to be cool. I want to still figure out. I want to be cool. I want to be one of the one of the kids that gets the good stuff." Here's what the real the real cool kids drink, right? And I and the the reason why this stuck out to me is because. Uh, we've talked specifically about some of these on our uh, on our podcast before, and it's in Pace Magazine, a uh, cool article. Uh, so number one is Wellers. If you can't find the Wellers, the alternative is Larceny. And I think Larceny might be the alternative for anything. Can't find uh, Grape Juice, alternative is Larceny. Can't find Mountain Dew, Larceny. Can't find gas for your car, Larceny. <laughs> Larceny. <laughs> That's uh, all right. I'm down with that. Uh, so, Pappy is number two. The and I, I've never had this. I see it everywhere, and I maybe now I need to grab some of it. Is maker the alternative is Maker's Mark Private Selection, and now Private Selection mm-hmm. is subjective because different places get different barrels. Right, Party Source has their own barrels. Private Selection is marketing. Liquor Barn. It's yeah, just marketing. It's marketing. I mean, it probably is the same same barrels, but either way, uh, if you can't find it, that uh, the if you can't find Pappy, the alternative is Maker's Mark. It's another weeded, you know, high end bourbon. Uh, number three, Booker's, which I've pretty much been able to find Booker's not everywhere, but it's 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 been around. Every time I've been out, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So the alternative to Booker's is Knob Creek single barrel. Uh, and I think that both of those are Jim Beam products. If I'm, if I'm correct, I feel like they're both similar. Like the, like, yeah. am I wrong? Like, yeah, I feel like Booker's and there's probably about a 15, $20 price difference. I think in the two We're looking and, at a $40, yeah. probably in a 60 plus. Dollar. And a lot of this I think is also, the similar mash bills is what people are, is what they're trying to go for. Similar flavor, less hype, same bourbon, right? So it's, you know, if you can't find A, get B. Uh, old Forester birthday bourbon, which we might need to try this. You've had a the old 86, but they say the mm-hmm. uh, alternative is Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style, which I definitely have seen, especially around the holidays. I saw a lot. Both are, yeah, are brown Foreman products. If you can't find Blanton's, the alternative is Buffalo Trace. I 100% agree with that. And Blanton's is getting – that honestly might be one of the overrated because it's $60 ta, you know, MSRP, right. but it's going for $250, $300 a bottle. Right? It's getting oh. harder and harder to find. But Buffalo Trace is even the, – the flagship Buffalo Trace is getting hard to find too. Yeah, uh, You can find it around if you know where to look but it's getting harder and harder to find. I've got a, a big uh, 1.5 liter bottle that I, I thoroughly enjoy. So this week 
our good friends at Wooden Cask put out their bottles. Yeah. What well, they got, David? Blanton's. <laughs> so I, as soon as I see it that morning, David, yeah. I was I was like, should, should we get two bottles? One for the bet and then one just for me. But then what would I do with two bottles? Yeah. So, well, they, yeah, they had, they only had one bottle of it for sale. And the person Randy. I got there, yeah. So I think in the next time they have it, they say no holds, but I think I'm going to be like, hey, we will hype you guys up. We, we, we talk, can, we hype you guys up every week. So you can sponsor a week's podcast. <laughs> How about that? Uh, but we'll get some blends. It, it's, I've seen it around, seen it around. It is getting harder to find. Maybe when you go to New Hampshire, you'll, you'll find some blends. <laughs> it's a surprise. Uh, Will my it? Tri- my trip is a surprise, David. Oh, to you or no, to everybody? The person I'm going to see, and there's only one person that would listen oh. to this that, that's in New Hampshire. Well, maybe, yeah, the, he's going to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to work through. <laughs> um, some of these other ones: Willet Family Estate Bottle Bourbon. The alternative is Wild Turkey Rare Breed, uh, which the Wild Turkey Rare Breed, the bottle I think is it is probably my least favorite bottle shape of bourbon there's some that have cool shapes that one looks kind of goofy yeah um george t stag the alternative is elijah craig barrel proof and kentucky owl the alternative is bellmead cash drink which bellmead is i believe tennessee product right Mm -hmm. yes um but they are most of these alternatives out there in the wild Elmer T. Lee is uh, Russell's Reserve single barrel. I've seen Russell's Reserve a lot. I've not. I've only seen Elmer T. Lee like for on uh, like you can get a pour of it at a at a good bourbon bar. Yeah, uh, which I I did get it on my birthday. Got a pour of it and I it was delicious. Tasty. Well, let's Same talk about bit. delicious. And the last it's... one is rye, which we don't talk about rye. No, <laughs> David likes rye. I like rye too, but yeah. If I had my druthers for Christmas this year, my good pal David, can, can you see that? Yeah, it's a little it's bright. <laughs> my my new lighting rig, uh, Rounds Creek Straight Kentucky Bourbon. This is uh, by Willet Distillery in Bardstown. This is an original small batch bourbon, handmade in Kentucky, aged in new charred oak barrel, and bottled by hand. So, I looked it up. Will it, uh, and I, and I put the, the flavor notes in here. So this is normally we don't, I don't do that, but this is special. This is a gift from David. So I want to, I want to give this one a good, good go. The odd thing is it's a hundred point one proof. Yeah. Like that point one, <laughs> right? Like I think a lot of people, is, yeah, I've seen people get pissed off about like, yeah, that's dumb. So it says uh, the nose should be caramel and vanilla layered on herbal and floral notes. And I can get, I, it doesn't smell like that. It doesn't smell like treated caramel and vanilla, but it's light. So I can see maybe as my, my nose gets better, it's definitely a light. I can get vanilla for sure. Yeah. So it's a light, and if you can see, it's a lighter color. But but it's for a hundred proof, you know, it doesn't have an age. I don't think. Yeah. So this 
brand, I think used to be like the high end Willet brand. And then it kind of became just a, like, it would be like their 12 to 15 year barrels. And then I think in the past 10 years or so, it's just become like their kind of every, not every day. Cause I, I, this is the only time I've seen it is when I bought it, but it's kind of become more of their, you know, here's a, a product that is, it, it's okay. It's, you know, middle of the road sort of thing. Um, but I think it was in the 40 ish dollar range for a bottle. Damn. So um, this is not, I'm breaking out of the uh, budget <laughs> bourbons that I've been using here lately, but I got to say last night, uh, did the podcast with Abby and she drank some ancient age and she liked it. She really liked the ancient age. So see, that's light. Don't you see that? Yeah. The color light. definitely looks light. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> At a hundred proof. Yeah. And so I, you know, I honestly had no idea, um, about this bourbon. I bought it kind of on a whim. I was looking for something and Gary's from round County. I was like, Hey, I'm going to get that for Gary. Um, so the palate, it says it's oily. I don't know what that means. It (laughs) it doesn't taste oily to me and finishes dry. Uh, on the palate, you're treated to sweet care. It is super soft. It's a soft, this is not one, not one of those that off the, off the jump is going to burn your taste buds out. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. that. Uh, it says the finish of uh, lingering of oak and lingering spiciness on a spiciness scale. This was like the hot ones of bourbon. You know, if you if you watch that show, this is one. This is sriracha, like just enough to just enough to know you got it. But it's I'm telling you, man, this is we could kill this bottle in no time. It's it's that smooth. It takes me back to my time in uh, New Hampshire when we drank a bottle of uh, Willet. Whole bottle. You saw you saw Willet out in the wild, didn't you? You saw yeah. the weird shaped bottle. Yeah, it was like I think it was fifty two dollars or something like that, which I was I thought it, it was, that was a little little cheap for yeah what it was. But... So David, thank you. I appreciate it. Merry Salute. belated Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh this is MLK is for MLK day next week. Yeah. How many bottles would you give it? I'd give that three and a half bottles. There we go. That's good. Okay. Four I would lean towards between three and a half and four just because of the name. Okay. The name is cool and it has it's something different that it's not necessarily rare, it's just something you don't see every day you know i think you got to have a little bit of an expanded bourbon selection to 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 get it um our bourbon every week is brought to you by beard octane use code beers and beards 10 for 10 percent off your order i think thing is stuff has died down maybe after after the holidays uh but i know that they've got some exciting stuff coming this this year and we're excited to keep working with with beard octane throughout this year yeah so um $75 gets you free shipping in the continental United States. The Silky Series is now available. Ooh. Go to beardoctane.com, figure out what that is. See my beard? No, that's, that's not a beard, David. Uh, I did another, I did a podcast this past week with his name is Craft Beard Joe, and he has an awesome beard, but he has a ginger beard. And I thought about inviting him on our bourbon notes 
to talk about because he said he's going to start doing he's going to branch out from craft beer and talk about spirits and things like that and um i said i said he has a nice beard he might be craft beard craft beard joe yes he is that is my other podcast brewery adventures we've talked about we talked about 450 north um this past week which is a, a controversial brewery uh in the in the to say the least and i will leave it at that you gotta listen to How the podcast and we'll talk about the controversy controversial? they so oh, do you do on the podcast yeah we talk about it on the podcast it's a teaser <laughs> so they've they've done we'll some link some questionable things uh let's just say that but it, it's who a brewery, hasn't in a, brewery. It's a pandemic this was pre-pandemic so yeah there's no excuses oh, okay um but speaking of the pandemic and drinking beer during a pandemic i got some beer tonight too uh, our beer selection is always brought to you by the original craft beer club never a bad time to get a subscription and never a bad time to support us you can get three free gifts from the and craft you beer club. club yeah people love clubs they love getting things in the mail it's like getting a christmas present every month every month but yeah um check that out in the show notes we'll get a link to that also on mmamckinney.com this week gary i told you i it's the first ever collaboration beer between two the the two highest rated cincinnati craft breweries on untapped which is a beer rating system and the the beer is kind of it's really interesting so it's a collab between street side and Listerman and the beer is called we've strayed from the light. Uh, it is a strawberry cheesecake Berliner vice. And I did not realize this, but I actually got the version that has oh. chocolate with it. So it's Imperial strawberry cheesecake Berliner with chocolate. And you can see we've strayed from the light. Get you that. see your friend, the devil is well, there on the can. Awesome can. <laughs> from street side that is an awesome can. um you've got the listerman logo there on the back see 10 percent alcohol um yeah i thought that i just got the original It'll version get you drunk yeah so finish pouring that off yeah they've definitely done in uh, the the can art is off the charts um but yeah this you can immediately smell this is brewed with uh with like cream cheese and i think they use like freeze-dried strawberries and a bunch of lactose this is sitting, I mean, you can't even see it in the screen. I can smell, I've been smelling this cream cheese flavor in a beer for like the last 20 minutes, basically. So it's also 10% alcohol. So like the alcohol. true, true cheesecake-esque. Yeah. I mean, it smells flavor. like, it smells like cheesecake. Like I get like that creamy, like cream cheese with that, like the sweet, like sweet and sour almost of cream cheese get a little bit of the graham cracker get but some... aren't berliner vices yeah aren't those light. by nature just a low like a lower abv like two to four yeah and this is an imperial look at me flexing my craft beer knowledge imperial berliner vice but yeah you are right usually they're oh, low imperial. low abv this is a beer that like I said, you this is definitely a, like a dessert beer, and you could get messed up on this if you didn't realize it was ten percent. But you get, I don't get a lot of chocolate Listen, on the nose. For those not watching this, like, David, yeah, yeah, I you just what. took a drink and smiled really big. 
No, you did. You took a <laughs> you took a sip and then you smiled. I was like, well, that's got to be good. It's fantastic. Which I think I need like an, a list of of adjectives to to come out with. But definitely, so this says chocolate. I don't get chocolate on the nose, but it tastes like chocolate. Like Angie said this to me because she tried it. It tastes like you're drinking liquid, like chocolate cake mix. Like you get, yeah. Um, It's, it's very, it's surprisingly like, this is not something I would normally think that I would like, but it's, it's good. Really? Yeah. It seems like that would be something that would appeal to everybody. Like everybody loves dessert. Normal people like cheesecake. Yeah, but in a beer, um, that's something that <laughs> I mean. This is 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 a little bit of a. It's a sixteen ounce can, first of all, at ten percent. So again, it's very easy to couple to those. Mess dude, you up. You're feeling yeah. good. <laughs> so um, yeah, this is, and I I kind of bought it on a whim. It was like almost five bucks just for one can. Um, I got it from the root seller. Shout out to root seller, a fantastic local business they have Root. best best bottle shop in in the city but they always have single cans of things so it's nice if i'm like i don't want four of those but i can justify buying one so it's nice that i don't necessarily know that i would it would take me a while because you got to be in a good mood you got to be in a mood to drink this kind of beer lots of vanilla and chocolate and yeah it's it's interesting, but I mean, when you've got two awesome breweries teaming up, they have to make a good beer, right? The, yes. Or <laughs> so. Let me ask you this, because I'm not on Untapped, and I and I'm not. You are the Cincinnati brewery expert. Yeah. Where is Rheingeist in that mix? So Rheingeist is like if you look at the the ratings, usually the the breweries that are more well known are not usually the top rated breweries. They're I think not necessarily middle of the pack. They're probably like we've got 70 ish breweries. Um and I think a lot of it is A people, you know, they're the quote unquote big brewery. So people, you know, might so people automatically like poo poo on them because that a little bit of that. Um, of course some of it is that some the other a lot of other breweries are brew styles that might be more like considered more hype styles like a russian imperial stout is you know a four is a low for you know a low rating for a russian imperial stout for a lot of people sours get rated really high Uh, whereas if you brew a traditional west coast style ipa you're probably not going to be rated super high even if it's a really good beer so everything is on a scale. Um, and they also have so many beers and so many people drinking their beer that I think everything kind of goes to more to the middle. Whereas a smaller brewery might, you know, and it, it's, it's a lot of it is, is hype and, and you know, how well respected and a brewery is and things like that. And um, yeah, the, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on ratings on untapped. I like, they always show they have like the weighted ratings so it's based on if I'm a person that always rates sours really low, it's going to weight my rating differently than if 
it's a if a, gotcha. a person that always rates sours really high so which is cool but i don't you have to click into the beer to see that like they have the just a raw rating and then if you click into the beer it's like hey the raw rating might be a 3.5 but the weighted rating is actually a four um but yeah we can do that. a lot about uh, but speaking of a really highly rated cincinnati breweries probably my favorite cincinnati brewery is brink brewing mm-hmm. and you got so a list of some predictions right is this where yeah. we're going with this well so yeah so this this will tie into the predictions of what i what i think is going to happen in cincinnati beer this year but the first thing first big news of the year and i when we lost gary's video uh, but the first big news of the year was that brink brewing is going to start dis- distributing their beer in cans over the next month or so so they released they've won great american beer festival medals for hold the reins which is their english mild and moozy which is their milk stout those are going to be two of the first ones that they release they've also got on the brink which is their ipa uh summer tide which is a cream ale damocles which is a black milkshake ipa and Maiden Voyage, which is their New England style IPA. And the I don't know if you've seen the labels for these, Gary. They are super like clean. They're bright labels. The 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 design of these is awesome. And huge props to Brink. I mean, Brink is one of those breweries that in Cincinnati is very well respected and it's well earned because they won the very small brewery of the year twice in a row at Great American Beer Fest, which is unheard of. They've won a bunch of great American beer fest medals and they just produce amazing beer day in and day out. So Mm. huge shout out to them, but that ties in to my predictions for the year. (laughs) And my number two prediction for the year was that we're going to see a lot more packaging. And that's kind of an easy one because I think we have to with, you know, a lot of breweries are, are quote unquote growing up, you know, they get into their you know second, third, fourth, fifth year of, of being a brewery and, and they distribute, you got to get it out there. Yeah. They, you know, they, they want to grow and also the pandemic, you know, people are still like crowlers, which are the, the big cans that you can fill of draft beer have become huge during the pandemic. Absolutely. Growler fills, uh, you know, people are still, especially during the winter, people are going to be not really interested in going out to places. So being able to have your beer available is going to be big. Uh, some of my other uh, uh, predictions for the year is that Braxton Brewing, which is Kentucky brewery, but Northern Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area is going to release an NA beer, which we talked a lot about NA beer last week. Um, if a Cincinnati brewery releases a, a non-alcoholic beer, it's going to be Braxton. They've been a, they've been on every trend, trend and ahead of the trend. You know they've released seltzers, they've released New England IPAs, they've released, uh, um, you know they've released uh, what else have they done? Locale IPAs, and a big part of it is they're huge with data. They look at you know hey where is where's the data the headed? Yeah, the analytics. Where is where is the consumer headed? And they're not afraid to meet the consumer where the consumer is going before a lot of other people. And, and they're so small that they're agile and they can, you know, say, Hey, we can bring out a non-alcoholic beer or a seltzer or something like that. Um, so that's my prediction. And, and I think that 
we'll probably see a lot more non-alcoholic beer or really low ABV beer in, in the market in the next year. How do you think dry January has fared after the first week of 2020? So, <laughs> this is so this is the most that I've ever heard about dry January. Same. I, I had never heard of it until we started talking. Well, about yeah. It so then it, by, de, by default, it's yeah. the most that you've ever heard. But the, for me, a person that is like, I try to stay up on the trends and what's going on. It's the most I've ever seen. And maybe it's just me being more aware of it and me right. searching for so a you dry get, January meme today. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so, where'd that come from? And since, since I'm looking for it, I'm getting, you know, targeted ads and things like that. And what, so Again, it's it's like that thing of what's the the phenomenon where you learn about something and then you see it everywhere. I don't know. It mm-hmm. has a name, but I don't know what it's. I'm not smart enough to know what it's called. It's the McKinney effect. Either way, yeah, I think that people are the people that have tried it. Like on Wednesday, I was like, I need I need something. I need some some alcohol in the system. I thought you were waiting to just the weekends. Yeah, when the weekend starts on Wednesday now. <laughs> There's a guy in in Columbus uh, on the radio, Bo Bishop, uh, on the sports radio, and he calls Wednesday first Friday. So he's like, "Hey, I can start drinking on Wednesday." <laughs> he's yeah. a big bourbon guy too, and and one of the first people that kind of turned me on to Larceny, and he talks about either you know making a cocktail or drinking the bourbon, and and they have a, a segment on on their show. So Wednesday is now first Friday. Speaking of Friday, this so David and I apparently we both went out on Friday. Yeah. And David's texting me the cocktails from wherever I didn't see. Where were you at? I don't remember. So he's texting me like the cocktail list. Oh and yeah. So- the, uh, uh, I was at bad Tom Smith, which we need to record a show from there. Cause they have their own beer. It's a brewery that has, they make their own bourbon. Oh, okay. So I'm at Malone's, which is a, um, like just a local steakhouse in the Lexington area. It's a brand that Malone's then they've got Drake's and there's a sushi. And uh, so whatever Harry's, but I'm in Malone's they have their bourbons. And I'm like, well, these are just like some generic bourbons. And as the night, as we were getting ready to leave, I saw the cocktail list, which was a little better than just the, if you're getting pours of bourbon, Uh, but I didn't have any bourbon. So, I have started to go look at, so I go to rest, any restaurant or anywhere that I go, I look at their bourbon selection, which I never really did before. And I'm way more apt to, to say, Hey, I want, you know, X, Y, Z. Like on my birthday this year, my wife and I went to a brewery, then went to a good bourbon bar. And then we went to dinner. Like that's for me, the perfect night of. That's a three course night. I know that's a three course meal. <laughs> So we went to Taft's. We went to, uh, honestly, now now the place we went to is blanking, but it was a good. I had some Elmer T. Lee. Yeah. Um, they had a, a really good bourbon selection. And then we went to. They had uh, the uh, Dolores. The Owl, right? What the? Hell? I just Kentucky just, Owl. Yeah. Uh, no. Where What'd did I have Kentucky it? Owl? Oh, did you actually try it? I saw. I tried it, it somewhere. And it was like a cheaper pour. And I was like, well, this is supposed to yeah, be it was like, like 20, it was like $16 or something. Yeah. Like that. But this is like something super, I don't know. Yeah. I forget where I had it, but I did have Kentucky Owl and it was just, it was okay. Uh, quickly. 
I do want to say the, the the other predictions, which if you want to read more and more about these, MMAMcKinney.com. Is this a full article? Yes. This is a Bluegrass MMA length article. Oh, wow. On MMA. Have you thought about changing the name of MMA McKinney? MMA Bluegrass MMA Bluegrass MMA McKinney? No, like <laughs> like no. the uh the craft guru, something like that. No, know. it's it's my it's my own personal blog about beer and MMA. I feel like I've like branded so much MMA McKinney. Like when I first came on to Bluegrass MMA and I was going to write about Ohio, I had a self-introspection about, does it make sense to write about Ohio MMA on a website called Bluegrass MMA? So we at you know, we, and we had this discussion multiple times and we, we sort of rebranded to BG MMA. Right. Um, so you keep that, you know, which we, we owned the, the, uh, the URL for that. Um, but we really always, people would come to bluegrass MMA and know that, Hey, bluegrass MMA. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I've, I've branded that lost so, itself over years. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, Kentucky, obviously analytically more people from outside of Kentucky read it than people in Kentucky. Well, there's just more people. I mean, the, probably the height of MMA in Kentucky, you guys were having, 60 events a year maybe Mm -hmm. right one a weekend and you might have some you had two and ohio we had 120 one year 140 i i think was our height so you know it anyway i digress (laughs) and people i think love when we get off topic because we're saying not to not to get off topic not to get off topic but what is the topic (laughs) anyway the Quickly, MMA McKinney. We're gonna fuck we yeah, want. we're gonna run out of internet space. Podcast time. We gotta. Is that a thing? <laughs> we're gonna go to a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're trying to get to Olive Garden. Dropped uh, Sean Hannity. So I know. I'm doing keto right now, so I don't like. I can't take his his place. I can't get never to ending pasta bowl. But uh, in the future, I'm doing anti keto, which is <laughs> basically the opposite. You just eat. <laughs> Spoonfuls Everything. of sugar. Yeah, of carbs. Just, yeah. I just would eat, like, yeah, pasta. Anyway, yeah. last uh, predictions. At least a few more closures, which is sad. Not to bring down the fun party. It I happens. That, it's business. I think, yeah, I think it's we're going to see. Even, I think we will, even without a pandemic, we might have seen closures. I think there are places, like, there's going to be an expand and contract. It's the roller coaster. Yeah. It's a natural life cycle of business. Like good yeah. businesses will hold on. Those who struggle or don't find their way will move on. Will yeah. not be there. My so, so capitalism. My fun one that I predicted was one of our local Cincinnati breweries will open up a location in another city. So I gave examples of that's Rheingeist. so broad. Like yeah. I gave examples of like maybe Rheingeist in Columbus. Or what else did I say? Uh, uh, Braxton opening up in Louisville, which I think is a I think is a distinct possibility. Or Lexington, yeah, that, yeah, that could be legit. But they they're not a Cincinnati brewery. They are now a they Kentucky are. brewery, they, and they have and now they have a brewery in Cincinnati. But that's it's Cincinnati Metro. 
<laughs> but either way, I think Cincinnati, that, yeah, I yeah, like that. I, and I think that people that are are smart about it in this, you know, kind of downturn of 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 things are going to really benefit from you know, hey, there's this location in and Louisville or Lexington that's closing. What about Mount Sterling? Let's pop you, in there. Mount will Sterling will get a brewery in 2021. I, you know what? If I, if I would be more apt to open up a, if I was going to open up a brewery, to open it up in Mount Sterling, versus opening it up in Cincinnati right now, because you have no zero competition. No, I mean your competition is Moorhead. Moorhead, which and, is and Winchester. I think there's one. So yeah, so zero competition. And I think that people there, you, I think you could brew the type of beer, you know, brew a, a Kentucky Common, brew a lager, a light ale, brew a Russian Imperial Stout for Gary, which he likes now, barrel aged. Uh, yeah, I, I did like that. <laughs> so I think that you could, I think you could be successful in a place like, because selling a thousand barrels of beer a year, you could be super successful and. I'm sure real estate's cheap. What are you trying to say? I just mean it's not not that it's like a it's just a small I mean it's town. not it's not Cincinnati proper real estate prices. You know, it's not like the million dollar homes by David McKinney's house. Yeah. I mean I see those those five thousand square foot houses like what you live in <laughs> in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eighteen hundred square feet plus a basement. Yeah. But no, I and not even looking down, but I think that places People that are trying to go into the city right now, I think that not that it's not that we're oversaturated, but I think that like, for example, going back to the MMA world, UVC did their first shows in uh, Portsmouth, Ohio, and there's literally nothing going on there, right? They got a great chili cook off there. Yeah. You're competing with a chili cook-off. If you stay off a chili cook-off weekend, you're fine. And bingo on Thursday. And Rick Piles was like, hey, we did our first show. We did 1,800 people, and we didn't even try. We didn't even know what we did. And people just kept coming, right? So uh, no fighters sold tickets or anything like that. Like, you know, the old – and you you followed Spartan really well for a long time. And Same like, thing. They did a bunch of small towns, Kentucky, West Virginia, where – Oh no, the there's West not, Virginia was the worst. Well, yeah, not West Virginia, but mostly Kentucky, where there's not a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mansfield RFO always was super successful, and you did not go to R- to an RFO show in Mansfield. You not went in Mansfield. To, if Tell you went me. to the Mansfield show, you would have, you would have, yeah. Let's just say that. I think I'm gonna just go get my hair cut by Trunkovich. I'm just gonna drive up and get Matt to cut my hair. Maybe we could do that as a bit for the show. It could be in our opening. Yeah, when we film our opening. <laughs> Just have have him like cutting it and then looking Haircut. like featuring Matt Trukovich. Yeah, when we randomly Dude, he's talk about him, interesting to talk to. Like he's yeah. not he's not been super outgoing with, with the way he was, but I always love listening to his shit. But we had a couple more topics that we have not gotten to. All quickly. right, it doesn't Dog, have to be quickly. Quickly, because we. Yeah, the Browns game doesn't start for another hour and twenty minutes. I know. Yeah, this is gonna be a six-hour podcast, mm-hmm. so this is Joe Rogan level. No, but the the did you see the dog beer, dog brew? <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw the uh, Instagram post, and I was like, "Wait, is that real?" Bush, which so Gary, you you've met me, 
You met both my dogs. Yes. <laughs> and the one is lovable and is like he's like the so both my dogs are from Kentucky. Right? They're blue collar dogs. Bluegrass dogs. Bluegrass dogs. <laughs> but so Bush has a dog brew which is like a a bone pork bone broth or whatever. It's not it's non-alcoholic, not carbonated, but it's it's a it's a kitschy thing for dogs. So I'm like, I got, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do it as a bit for the show. See if my dogs like it. So <laughs> my one dog, Samson, I poured it and like, he's so food motivated that if I gave him anything, most people from Kentucky are out of my hand, he would eat it. <laughs> and Willow, my other dog who is not as friendly as Samson, she's a bitch, turned her nose up at, this bone broth which i'm like this is pork bone broth it's meat it's hit like you know she only drink budweiser bone broth i know so two two thoughts first of all okay they were upset that it wasn't a craft dog brew that's that's yeah that's why we'll they- just <laughs> like yeah you give me the bush like they're like this is macro dog brew we need craft dog brew <laughs> Hey, and That's Sam, awesome. <laughs> Samson enjoyed it, but he did not like it as much as he. He's like, "This is pretty good, but it's not as good as poop." And it gave him bad gas. So yeah, he eats. Yeah, he eats poop. So he <laughs> he enjoyed the the poop that he ate earlier more than 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 the dog brew. Yeah, but they like I've had a I've had times where I've you know spilled beer or whatever, and you know they're all over it, and they 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 both kind of were. Like Samson ate it, drank it grudgingly. Yeah, but he's, he's like, just yeah, like I. I ain't gonna turn it down. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's there. It was like Stonehammer for him. Yeah, <laughs> like if I have to get drunk, <laughs> I'll just hold my nose and chug it. But then, so so I think that my dogs have already had like what is it operant con- conditioning, where so I cracked open so as a can I cracked it open. And then I cracked up in another beer later and they thought that I was giving it to them. Like they're already conditioned. <laughs> to Here comes yeah. the dogs and Angie both running in. Hey, we got. Yeah. So anyway, so there is the post on their Instagram and I shared it on our beers and beards yeah. Instagram. Uh, but I thought it was, it was pretty good, but yeah, maybe I'll try a craft dog beer next time. See if they like it. Hey, talk to uh, who's on top of it? Brink, tell Brink. Yeah, need a dog, dog beer. <laughs> they do love uh, Brew House Dog Bones, which was another one of my local businesses that I was gonna gonna throw a shout out to. Awesome, they take the spent grain from local breweries and make dog treats out of them, which is an awesome idea. And it's also a, a project for people uh, people with. Uh, mental uh mental disabilities um which i hope i didn't say that wrong wrong but mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway it's it's a it's an awesome program brew house dog bones check them out i've bought a lot of brew house dog bones and my dogs love them those are like the special treats normally we give them peanut butter what is what 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 do you give harlan like i feel like he 
he what's he is he just up for anything not really but listen you open up a bag of like goldfish mac and cheese right mac and cheese goldfish uh so probably i mean that's also me so i'm i have yet to find a difference between him and me (laughs) so here's the thing like abby and i were going on a date friday night and i was like well i guess i gotta feed the kids so as like a good parent is that your phone yeah um i ordered pizza so you can tell this little bastard we're getting pizza he's like pizza runs to the door or runs to the window opens the window waiting on the pizza guy pizza dude knocks on the door he opens it up hey and he's like hey you know he has this piece like thank you and he, and he just immediately gets up in his chair so and he eats a couple pieces like that we go on our date whatever oh the next morning we get up there's i'm not eating pizza abby's not eating pizza there's leftover pizza so abby's like do you want a waffle he's like mm, pizza so we're like eh, all right so he eats another couple waffle. slices for breakfast so at lunchtime it's just me and him i'm making him some like these dinosaur dinosaur shaped nuggets yeah it's like pure chicken breast like it's healthy ish as far as like processed chicken nuggets go yeah but so i like they're in the air fryer he sees what i'm doing he's like comes in he's like pizza i'm like sure pizza so he had pizza and that so he had like five slices of pizza over like 15 hours he's he is yeah he know he knows better he's got you guys wrapped around his finger oh yeah and he eats pretty good like he's so abby got me an apple yesterday like yeah. just like a whole apple and he, we should first, give him some of this dog brew and see what he thinks <laughs> <laughs> i tried some of it i'm not gonna lie and are it you was, a prof guy? It, it was it was bland so I have an a, like an affiliate program with uh, this is I years ago for bluegrass MMA bone broth with bone broth yeah it was like kettle and fire and I and they sent me a bunch of it and I gave it to Linda Mahalik to do a review on it because I'm I'm not gonna eat it I remember I, that yeah yeah so I would was do it, that when when people would hit me up like hey would you would you do a review on this sure Linda would do it <laughs> she had this like scientific mind she's got like a scientist background. So yeah, she like took her, and it would be like three thousand words. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, it's like a magazine article. I'm like wow, but yeah. So yeah. yeah, I look back at some of my uh, articles that I wrote for for Bluegrass. Like there was a couple that I was proud of, like the one where I shit on Bernie Perfato for the whole CM Punk thing. That got a lot of attention. Yeah, that was one. That was a. Uh, it was always was a the dumb. The no, I'm not saying that's dumb, but the, always the dumb stuff caught like national attention, like the dude dude's mom that jumped over the cage <laughs> that was juan wrote that yeah yeah he was there yeah juan was like he was, he was yeah he was <laughs> he was there the night that the uh like the promoter and a matchmaker for another show got in a fight oh yeah in indiana it was yeah. uh the guy from hook and shoot and yeah. someone else Chaz bowling i want to see uh slater fight somebody <laughs> listen I would fight Mark Slayer. Yeah. Hey, he's got the COVID vaccine, so he's he's good. He's good, yeah. All right, we got one more thing to do that tonight. 
got a playlist mm-hmm. that we have to populate. So my, I will go first since as of an hour ago, you didn't know what you were going to pick. Yeah. It's a, it's a dicey time in American history. Yeah. Right? Like you don't know which way to turn, who's right, who's wrong, who's being censored, who's got the right idea. Will the democracy stand? And I think the band that just embodies all of that rage against the machine just in title like i'm a huge rage against the machine fan yeah and so my song for the week is rage against the machine testify it's a great song so i love how a lot of and i think it was ted cruz rage against the machine tom morello came out and said hey i'm against you know, all this crazy right wing shit. And, and I think it was Ted Cruz was like, I'm not going to be a Rage Against Machine fan anymore. He's like, what did you think they were testifying against? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the, I do have a problem with people that are stupid that talk about, you know, how their first amendment rights are being infringed upon by uh, book contracts getting canceled. And that this is like a Senator that happened to, right? Yeah. Josh Hawley. Yeah, uh, he had more of a. Uh, anyway, we won't talk about that. This is not a political podcast, but we should have a podcast that's political and call it not political. not a political podcast. Right, and I, but I do think fundamentally, <laughs> you and I are on different sides of the table based on your tweets. If you want to see David get fired up, go to his Twitter. Abby's on my side. That's all I care about. Uh, so anyway as you can see i'm wearing ohio state gear tonight so i i had four songs that i wanted to put on the playlist sometimes i feel like i should put more than one song on the playlist but this is gonna quickly be a 500 song playlist i listened to the playlist today at the gym did you yeah it's fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's weird it's like you're getting like you may hit a couple that are kind of similar then you're like whoa is that paul mccartney yeah is that a paul mccartney christmas song <laughs> yeah so that's that's what we're going for yeah. ladies and gentlemen so i had i went from uh a new country singer that i that i liked called zach Bryan. i think is his name he's from oklahoma he was uh, I think he's going to be like the next Tyler Childers. All right. Um, but I didn't pick that song. And then I was like, okay, I really like this new Billie Eilish song. I've never gotten Billie Eilish before. Like, I know she's a big thing. Pops, pop star, pop sensation. Not been a fan. But her new song, I like. It's called Therefore I Am. It's got like hip hop beats. Didn't pick that song. So there's only really one song that I could pick. And Gary is This is the Ohio State fight song. <laughs> is the official rock song of the state of Ohio. Hang on Sloopy by the McCoys. The original is on the playlist. Hang on Sloopy. Hang on Sloopy. If the band was allowed to be there, you would be hearing it a lot tonight in Hard Rock Stadium, HR Stadium (laughs) in Miami, Florida, South Florida, where the Dolphins play. 
you'll be hearing that to the tune of seven touchdowns, five passing touchdowns by Justin Fields, two by Trey Sermon. Let's go for 385 passing yards for Fields. Go 227 rushing yards for Trey Sermon. We'll say still lose by 21. Garrett Wilson has 174 yards and three touchdowns, including a <laughs> what incredible, are you smoking, bro, including an incredible circus catch touchdown. And Ohio State wins the national championship of the world, 52 to 39. Urban Meyer turns over in his grave, even though he's still alive, and goes and That's coaches Jacksonville dog. Goes and coaches the Jacksonville Jaguars. Drafts Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence, number one in the draft, and takes him to the Super Bowl next year and wins it all. The last couple things I'm not as sure about. Everything else. You're positive. Positive. So the over under 75. 75 and a half. I'm going over. I told you I'm going over. All right, I'll go over. All day. 75 to Both three. Both going Alabama. over. 75 to three Alabama. <laughs> I guess that would be over, right? <laughs> 78 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, only one of us has a jersey on of our team. The other one is a loser. What? <laughs> What's my because shirt? For rooting for Alabama. What's my shirt? Champion for? of the world. Yeah. It did kind of piss me off that SEC teams this year that were like two and eight went to bowl games and won. Kentucky <laughs> beat hey, NC State, which they were eight and three. So fuck the ACC. They ain't hey, Terry Wilson, no good. He's transferring to Georgia, probably. Ah, Morehead State. <laughs> Going to follow the Phil Sims. Uh, Phil Sims, David Dinkins are out to the NFL. How many beers will you drink during the Browns game? All of them. I mean, we got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> We've got – we don't have to go to work. We have work tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be fine. What, what about Monday night? What's that, does the game start like 9 o'clock? 8 o'clock, yeah. I had a good nap today, so I'm good. I'm good to go. What's a good nap? I think we've talked about this. My nap, two hours minimum, or I'm mad. Mine was hour solid and then like 45 minutes of like laying there halfway awake. See, just, you can do that because you have no kids. Half lucid. You know, Samson and Willow are going to be upset when they hear you say that. Listen, they can fend for themselves. They'll sniff buttholes for an hour. Eat poop. Fine. Yeah, eat poop. And if they somehow out. find poop inside of our house that they eat. Yeah. So. Well, all right. This has been a this has been a banger. Join us uh, next week. We're going to do a. We didn't do barber notes this week. It was a weird week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Well, about the, yeah, I probably will be drinking. If we do on Thursday, I'll probably drink half that bottle of uh, Heaven Hill because I'll probably need to if the Browns and Ohio State both lose. Well, you obviously don't read your text because I said I can do any night but Thursday. Volleyball night. Well, I'm going to do it by myself on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Beers and Beards is live and it's David just crying. With a whole just that beer glass full of bourbon, talking yeah, about how Ohio State and got robbed. Cleveland was they were cheated. The whole world's against them. Here's what's gonna happen. Let me. I just want one memory to stick out for you before we close this out. All right, all right. First kickoff of the game. 
Ted Ginn Jr. takes it, goes to the house. Ohio State is ecstatic. They are, we're going to win the national championship game. And yeah. Tim, Tim Tebow says, hey, big guy, you help me out a little bit? <laughs> they beat the absolute pants. They beat the buckeye off the helmets yeah. of Ohio State. And that's the that's what the SEC does to Ohio State time and time. 42-14. Hey, that was the start of a, that was sort of a, of a dynasty for a 12-team 12 12-team 12 dynasty where Vanderbilt got dragged along. They won, what, seven straight? Based on that, was oh, seven straight national championships. But yeah, that was the beginning of the end. the The whole debate that year was whether Ohio State and Michigan should play again. And honestly, they probably should have because Ohio State would have beat Michigan. Michigan to the woodshed yeah. and beat them. And the only thing I care about is Jim Harbaugh got a five year contract extension for Michigan, so we don't have to worry about that. Michigan is irrelevant for the next five years so it's ohio state when's the last time michigan beat ohio state 2012 12 the year that luke fickle was the coach so during the this century ohio state has lost one time to michigan so it's been a it's been a long time but probably indiana needs to be the rivalry now yeah, Indiana, Penn State, uh, Northwestern is on the come up. Northwestern this year has been was was a good team. Wisconsin's always tough. They always got some kind of good running back. Yeah. If you like this, give us a share. Follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, if you're I'm watching ready to be this heard again, right now, as Michael Scott would say, <laughs> if you're watching this, leave us a comment down below. Tell us how, where you're from, what you're drinking, what you thought of the podcast. The premiere. We're live. Yeah. That's a pretty cool feature, I think. Yeah, we're live, even though we said things that were in the past. Uh, in the past. <laughs> but David has never gave a shit about like that fourth wall. Like, oh, this is gonna come out. No, we're just pretending <laughs> like we're in the moment. Like it we don't need to date ourselves. I told you what happened to the Browns game. <laughs> Browns won. What'd you say the score was? Uh I think I said thirty one to eighteen. 31 to 18. All right. I may yeah. watch the game just to. Miles Garrett hits uh, Ben Roethlisberger over the head with his own helmet in a flashback. So do your thing. Give us a share. Tell your friends about us. If you like bourbon, cool. If you like craft beer, cool. If you're into Ohio State, um, cool. This is the last time you'll hear about it because David's not going to talk about it next week. I guarantee. <laughs> I'm not talking about it till next year, when the next football season. Till yeah, we got Oregon coming in week one or week two next year. And I'm going to film the exchange where David hands me the Blantons and says, "I will." Why would I ever question your? I'll be wearing this jersey. I will. I will be wearing this jersey and nothing else. <laughs> Man, that. That uh, cheesecake beer is hitting me. So until next week, see ya.